Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. So welcome to people who may be coming in just for the Westlake Festival, and welcome also to people listening via the live streaming or joining us via our website, the link on our website. Barbara's going to take us through a sound exercise now to set the scene for the Westlake. Thanks, Barbara. I'm going to uh, chant the Gayatri in Sanskrit while you all do continual ohms. Uh, But before we do that, I'd like the group to just take a moment of silence. We've heard a lot about listening and sound this weekend. Just take a moment to imagine hearing the group sound. I'd like you to do a continual ohm on two pitches. One pitch is ohm. And just when you need to breathe, just breathe and do it again and keep going. And if you don't like that pitch, you can do this one. Ohm.
I'm sure that many of you will be familiar with the description of the Wesef ceremony, which takes place in the valley of the Himalayas at the peak of the Taurus full moon. And at the ceremony, before the waiting Christ and members of the hierarchy, and for a few minutes only, the Buddha manifests to relay an aspect of divine purpose. And as custodians of this energy, the hierarchy must then, in turn, wisely dispense it throughout the year to the worldwide group of servers so that it may work into expression through people of goodwill everywhere. And for the esoteric group of servers working in the energy of Taurus, the aim is to realize this sign's spiritual keynote. I see, and when the eye is open, all is light. And the planetary light is changing rapidly at this time, despite the darkness that's been gathering during the first part of this century. Lighted ideas are descending with facility from the universal mind, and they're taking root in the minds of servers and flourishing there. We see new thinking in all areas of human endeavor. Paradigm shifts are occurring constantly. In fact, it is often the case that as soon as an idea is sown, another seems to be swiftly following. So human consciousness is very fertile at the moment, having been enriched with the energy of goodwill over many decades by the work of this group of world servers. The ideal of sharing and right relationships is far more evident than it was this time last century. And the steady enrichment of the substance of consciousness with ideals is particularly evident in the young. And this is so promising, of course, for the future. Vulcan, the esoteric ruler of Taurus, has played a significant part in preparing the field of human consciousness for the new ideas and ideals to take root. Vulcan is a first-rate planet that embodies the energy of will and power, a force that helps to destroy that which no longer of spiritual use, while simultaneously helping to inaugurate that which is. And this is happening today as never before, and the result is a temporary clouding of the atmosphere that can make it difficult to appreciate that which is being replaced. The entrenched selfishness and materialism that is being uprooted and brought before the public eye is all part of this process. And when the will has done its purificatory work, things will start to settle. And then we will see that powerful ideals have taken root. And throughout this period of confusion, it's important for all world servers to hold the vision and to relay the light that will continue to stimulate these new shoots of growth. For the group of world servers has this responsibility of maintaining a lighted sanctuary, an area of illumined thinking for all who are refugees in search of a new spiritual home of thought. 
And if we look for the light in the world at this time, we will find it, for it's everywhere. And this is the paradox of the times. Granted, terrible things are happening, but the world is not dark in the same way that it was a hundred years ago. For the darkness is not like a thick blanket, planetary blanket of suffering and suffocating fog in which evil can conceal itself and brew unchecked. And while the forces of Maya are swirling around the planet, the light continues to expose them. The selfish and corrupt wrap themselves in cloaks of Maya to conceal their wrongdoings, but the light inevitably catches and denudes them, revealing their deeds for what they are. And light is the effect of energy condensing into matter. And as it does so all over the planet, exposure is the theme of the day. In photography, this exposure is the amount of light a sensor or piece of film receives to capture the tonal quality of that which is being photographed. And similarly, the group of world servers are focusing the lighted gaze of discernment onto every situation, capturing its tonal quality and illuminating the truth and falsity of that to the public. Indeed, it's the ability to shine light onto our own inner nature and to face the tonal quality of our motives that's such a difficult part of treading the spiritual path. But this exposure is a process that we must each apply to ourselves, for we have to know our own inner psychological condition before we can move out of our old way of thinking and into a new sanctuary of consciousness. Humanity has allowed many of its established sanctuaries, traditional places of worship and religious shrines, to descend into hotspots of conflict and inlets for forces of separatism and darkness. We think of Jerusalem where three different religions have important shrines to their faith, which have each formed flashpoints of hatred and violence. Whatever practical solutions are proposed, problems such as these can only be solved when the heart is acknowledged as the true spiritual abode, the place where all religions meet and fuse. Without the love that is found in the sanctuary of the heart, people and nations can become susceptible to religious and racial glamours. It's encouraging, however, that many people are now discovering the sanctuary of the heart and in turn providing sanctuary for others, be it psychological or physical or both. For the world is full of refugees, something we mentioned earlier this afternoon. Many of them are fleeing from war, persecution, economic hardship, sorry, economic hardship, or religious intolerance. And it's interesting to note the various responses. The current refugee problem in Europe, for example, 
is testing and revealing much concerning the degree of soul fusion of the nations concerned. So let's, at this point, take a moment of quiet, and then we'll say together an ancient mantra that is very relevant to this work to be carried out in Taurus. May the energy of the divine self inspire and the light of the soul direct. May I be led from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality. As all who are aspiring towards a spiritual life are aware, an intense psychological battle rages between the personality and the soul. And living in accordance with a higher vision is extremely challenging. In every person, two kingdoms of nature are to be found, working along their own particular line of evolution. And these are the human and the deva kingdoms. And the lesser builders of the deva or angelic kingdom rule the form and matter aspect of all we can see and touch in the world, including our mental, emotional, and physical makeup over which we seek control. And many of these fiery lives are moving on the downward arc into denser manifestation. And human evolution is the struggle through this downward-moving wave towards liberation from their control by cooperating with higher divas who, like humanity, find themselves on the upward sweep of evolution. And however far we advance, as long as we find ourselves in form, no matter how subtle, it is the deva kingdom that provides that form. And as we move from one place of expression to another, our consciousness constantly finds temporary refuge before moving on again, seeking higher goals and sanctuaries of thought in which to abide. Humanity's major challenge revolves around recognizing that it has outgrown certain frames of thought 
certain modes of creativity with the devas, and that it now needs to summon the will to rise into a new sphere of creativity. And although our line of evolution and goal is fundamentally different to that of the Deva kingdom, both are of equal importance, for one cannot advance without the other. The human being is the positive, creative element who needs to remain detached from all creative works. While the Deva kingdom supplies the material that clothes the intended creation, directed by higher devas to transmit the sound of an idea to the lesser builders. And the devas advance through feeling and experience via the forms that they create in cooperation with us. Also known as the angelic kingdom, these lives are the substance and forces of nature and supernature, the third aspect of divinity. And the following quote from Treatise on Cosmic Fire sums this up very well. The groups of devas and elementals can be divided into evolutionary and involutionary builders, those who are in themselves positive force and those which are negative force, the conscious and the blind workers. And the greater builders are the positive aspect of substance or of electrical phenomena, while the lesser builders are the negative aspect. And these two types of force are represented in the activities of these two groups. And it is their interaction and interplay which produces light or the manifested solar system. Their sum total is substance in its totality, the intelligent active form built for the purpose of providing a habitation for essential subjective life. And as human beings, we are naturally creative and constantly manipulating Deva substance through our thinking, our dreaming, and imagining. Mostly we are unaware of this, of course, but as we develop an understanding of the laws of creative thought and the livingness of the substance we think in, we'll start to become purposeful and take care not to become caught up in our creations. The well-known practices of detachment, dispassion, and discrimination, which the Buddha taught, has particular relevance here. And it's when we stop moving forward in consciousness that the mind loses its independence from the Deva kingdom and starts to come under its influence of involutionary force. This Deva substance is fiery and frictional, and the sparks which fly from it are the cause of sensation. But as, as we all know, we can be burnt by sensation if we become slaves to desire. And for those on the spiritual path who are taking responsibility for the quality of their consciousness, it's important to keep reviewing 
the thinking process with detachment, to keep the mind flexible and set on a spiritual goal. And when we finally become capable of building on buddhic or intuitional levels, then it will be lawful for us to make conscious contact with the higher devas that dwell there. And from this great plane of love and fusion, the enlightened human being can direct the forces of evolution in the lower kingdoms, assisted by devas whose development is equivalent to his own. So on the higher planes of consciousness, there will be a blending of the deva or angel evolution and the human at some point. And we're told that this is a mystery which will be solved as man arrives at the consciousness of his own solar angel. For each of us has this great deva called the solar angel that provides a vehicle of consciousness in which the soul resides on the mental plane and from where it works at developing the light reflected back at it from its incarnated aspect, the personality. This light of human experience and expression is developed into quality and attribute on the soul's own plane. And our task while we're in incarnation is to focus on the spiritual light and make the solar angel the sole luminary in our microcosmic sky, refusing to let the lesser light of the involutionary devas distract and limit our thinking. Midst all our worldly activities, maintaining our daily meditation to charge ourselves up with spiritual energy helps us to maintain detachment. And most meditators establish this special place for meditation, a sanctuary that will become magnetized by the regular buildup of energy from our meditations and attracting refined devic substance through which we can more easily tune into the thinker the soul on its own plane. And we can also create a spiritual refuge in our consciousness, which can warm by its fiery love those who need sanctuary and help, as well as attracting those who are with us in their goal. It can provide a tower of silence for the lower self, as well as a place of entrance into the secret place of the Most High. Most importantly, though, it forms part of the spiritual sanctuary that the worldwide discipleship group is building to embrace humanity with love and bring light into darkness, where isolation and despair might otherwise prevail. We know that One of the major functions of the spiritual hierarchy is to provide sanctuary to those who have liberated themselves from this ocean of lesser deva energies in which our lower nature operates. The hierarchy is also working to create new homes and consciousness for receptive people of goodwill everywhere, 
And we're told that the Master K.H., the next world teacher, is attempting to transmute the thought form of religious dogma and to promote the idea of the vision of the Christ by working with the rose and blue devas on astral levels with the help of the great guardian angel of that plane, Lord Varuna. The activity of the astral plane is being very much intensified and the angels of devotion, in whom divine love is preeminent, work with the astral bodies of all those who are ready to strengthen and redirect their spiritual aspiration. These angels also guard the sanctuaries of all the churches, cathedrals, temples, and mosques of the world, working to raise the consciousness of the worshippers. So these evolutionary devas provide hidden sanctuaries all over the planet and ensure the flow of prana and spiritual force to the human kingdom. And the time will come when the eye's vision is no longer obscured by heavy vibrations and this world of dynamic lives will open up to us. The founder of the liberal Catholic Church, Jeffrey Hodgson, in his wonderful book, The Kingdom of the Gods, describes a time when he was ardently seeking to enter the sanctuary of nature's hidden life and found the heavens suddenly becoming filled with light. He wrote of how his consciousness was caught up into a realm radiant with that light, which never was on land or sea. And he realized the presence of a great angelic being from whose mind to his there began to flow a stream of ideas concerning the life, the force, and the consciousness of the universe. The interchange took place in a way that the two centers of consciousness became almost coexistent, temporarily forming one being. From this he learnt of the angelic hosts, their orders and degrees, and he gives some splendid descriptions and illustrations of these angel gods who preside over the seas and mountains, shrines and forests. In all cases, he wrote, of devic direction of natural energies, however prodigious the outpouring of power may be, the deva always gives the impression of complete mastery of the forces flowing through and all about it. So at the time of the Taurus full moon, the devas are very active in the ceremony and ritual of the Wessex festival. Alongside the masters and disciples of the hierarchy, gathered to receive the enlightened purpose from the Logos, are the great hosts of deva or angelic beings who are equal to the masters on their path of evolution. Together they work and serve humanity, strengthening the group of world servers and waiting for that time when wisdom and enlightenment unfold in human consciousness. The festival itself could be regarded as the building of a sanctuary of light, love, and power 
to embrace and nourish the enlightened minds of servers throughout the coming year. And we can imagine the devas of the ethers being particularly active during the ceremony as they are governed by the seventh ray of ceremonial magic. And the Wessex Festival is above all, we could say, a festival of magic. And for those who can clairvoyantly view this scene, the beauty of the geometric forms is unbelievable. And this is the work of the living deva hierarchies. We can imagine the light and sound of the occasion washing over the assembly, bringing surety of the eventual well-being of all who currently suffer in the darkness. The light of the Wessex Festival is for all of humanity, and one day every eye will be opened to live permanently in the light of the Deva Kingdom. So as we ponder these thoughts, let us visualize a sanctuary of light and love being built through the energy of ceremonial magic. The work to be done is beautifully described in an old stanza. Out from the east the word went forth, open the door to all the sons of men who come from all the darkened valleys of the land and seek the temple of the Lord. Give them the light. Unveil the inner shrine, and through the work of all the craftsmen of the Lord, extend the temple's walls, and thus irradiate the world. Sound forth the word creative, and raise the dead to life. Thank you. So we'll go into our meditation now. And we'll be using the keynote for Taurus. I see, and when the eye is opened, all is light. You should have the meditation in your packs. It will also be on the, on the screen. I will go through the phases so we can all stay together. And together we can say the mantra at the stage of group fusion, the lower interlude, and the great invocation at the end. Letting in the light. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts 
which my soul creates, reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, and the great ashram of Sanakamara, towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. interlude. We hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation, reflect on the seed thought, I see, and when the eye is opened, all is light.
precipitation. Visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. We use the sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude. We refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. We visualize these downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, we visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the hearts of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone, for that uplifting and very lighted meditation.
As you know, the peak of the tourist full moon is this evening at 8.58 p.m. So please, wherever you are, take some time to link up at that time in this real peak of the spiritual year. Anyone who'd like to join in a silent meditation with others at this time is welcome to join us at the New York Theosophical Society at 240 East 53rd Street. I think you might have a slip in your packs with this address on it. Shall I repeat it? 240 East 53rd Street. The doors will open at 8 o'clock and the silent meditation will be from 8.30 to 9. Sorry? The New York Theosophical Society has um, a bookstore, which is the most obvious part as you come to the building. That will be closed, and there will be a door next to it, which will be open at 8 o'clock. So please just come in and join in. Thank you. So it's time to bid farewell. Thank you for your time and your wisdom, and thank you very much for the all the speakers and their preparations and their thoughts of sharing have been wonderful enhancements of this difficult keynote. It's not the end, so please send your subjective thought for us when we move to Geneva on the 17th and 18th of May. Is that right? Yeah. And London the 28th and 29th of May. These, sorry? 19th of 20th. In Geneva. I better get that date right. <laughs> These will be live streamed as well, so you'd be most welcome to, to join us. Thank you. Thank you finally to the New York staff for organizing this wonderful conference. It's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes. And to the video company as well. Thank you. Good night. Safe journey home. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org.